take you along the lines of why Jesus came. You know, that's a very crucial question. And uh, if we didn't know why he came, it could lead some, some pretty heavy problems. You know, if Jesus Christ only came to teach morals, you know, then we would think of his life as just completely about ethics alone. If he came to fix the environment, then his life was only about trees and plants and global warming, heaven forbid. If he came to model manners and nice living, then we'd place our Bibles beside the December issue of Martha Stewart Living. But Jesus did not come for those reasons. We want to talk about that just a little bit today and refresh ourselves with truths that we've heard in the past. And refresh ourselves with revelation that the eyes of our hearts would be flooded with light so that we can get a greater glimpse of the glorious plan of our good, good Father. Turn in your Bibles this morning to John chapter 1, and uh, let's notice this verse over in uh, verse 1 through verse 4. Father, help in Jesus' name. That's what Donnie Moore prays all the time before he speaks. Seems to work for him. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, the Word, and without him was not made anything that was made. In him, in the Word, was life. And the life was the light of men. This life is the light of men. This life, as the word life there, the light means it is the development of man. When this life comes into a man, a woman, a boy, or a girl, this life changes them completely. And this life that comes in at the new birth begins to develop us and brings light and development and completion into our lives. You see, in John 5, 26, it says this, For as the Father has life in himself, so has he given the Son to have life in himself. Now that word life is zoe. Everyone say zoe. zoe. Now look over at John chapter 10 and notice with me a very familiar verse of scripture. And this tells us in part why the Jesus came. He was born of a virgin, and he is Emmanuel, God with us. He's not only with us, but thank God he's for us, and he is in us. The hope of glory. Now notice with me this great, great verse of scripture. Of course, part A says, The thief, speaking of the devil, cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. That which kills, that which destroys, that which takes life out of us is not from the Lord. But Jesus says, I'm come. That they might have life. 
This life that was in me, this life that was imparted to me by my good, good father, I have come that you may have life and that you might have it more abundantly. This Zoe kind of life is on the inside of you and on the inside of me. And it produces development. It it produces abundance of life in our lives. I love the amplified version of this. So let's pull this up and let's look at part B and read it together from the amplified version. I came. Read it with me. I came that they might have and enjoy life. Let's just stop right there. Are you enjoying life? Or are you enduring life? There's a difference between enjoying life and enduring life. Now there is the uh, principle of endurance that we all must function in in life. But while we are enduring, we can make a decision to be happy campers or big bummers. I mean, we can endure with a scowl on our face and complain and feel as though that we have been victimized by the circumstances of life, or we can keep a happy camper mentality. We can operate and we can function in the joy of the Lord. Thank you for the rain. Thank you, Lord, for the rain. Amen. Oh, dear Lord, it's raining. Oh, thank you, Lord, it's raining. Amen. So we can enjoy life. But the only way that we can really, really enjoy life is by functioning and operating in this Zoe kind of life that he has imparted into our spirit. Enjoyment of life does not come from the outside circumstances of our life. It does not come from big bank accounts. It does not come from having multiple automobiles and great, great wardrobes. No, this life, this God kind, this quality of life that Jesus came to give starts on the inside. And if you can be happy down on the inside and you can be filled with this word and filled with this joy down here, hey, glory to God, it'll take care of the outside. Amen. So Jesus came for you and I to enjoy life. Enjoy it. It's the only one you have. You will not be coming back again for a second chance. Or for a second try. No. No. Contrary to some popular beliefs out there in the religious world. But he's come. He has come. He has come. He has come that you and I might have it, but not just have it, but enjoy it. Glory to God. Now notice the rest of the verse. Let's read it together. And have it in abundance. In abundance, to the full, until it overflows. Say this with me, in abundance, 
to the full until it overflows. There's a certain light that emanates from the face of a person who has this Zoe life of God in them. Have you seen a person before they were born again and then seen them after they were born again? The life of God lights up their very countenance. I've seen it happen a numerous amount of times over the years. People just besieged by life's circumstances. But when the life of God came in them, it lit up their countenance. Amen. And so our countenance then can reflect why Jesus came. Our countenance, our, our attitude in life, the way that we approach Monday morning can reflect the reason why Jesus came. Why are you so happy? I'm happy because the life of God is on the inside of me. I've got the life of God in me. I've got His grace, His glory, and His ability. I've got the life of God in me. Amen? Now, look with me over at 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. This Zoe kind of life can be manifest over in the natural realm. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and notice with me in verses 6 through 11. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. How many of you know some good things can happen right in the midst of darkness? Hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure. That's why he came. He came to put his treasure in us. In earthen vessels. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Now, we face some trouble on every side. Yet, we are not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Anybody ever been perplexed before? Hmm, just not certain about that. Yet, we're not going to allow it to eat our lunch. We're not going to yield to despair. Persecuted. How many have ever been persecuted before? But thank God we're not forsaken. He said he'd never leave us nor forsake us. Cast down, but not destroyed. One translation says, I've been knocked down, but I'm never knocked out. Glory to God. Amen. 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 You may have been knocked down, but thank God, resurrection life is on the inside of you and enables you to get right back up. Amen? Thank you, Lord. My youngest son preached a message not too long ago. Um, he preached this message, but pressed, but we're not crushed. So pressure comes to every one of us, but we don't have to be crushed by it. 
Why is that? Because it's the life of God on the inside of you. It's the life of God on the inside of you that keeps you from giving up. It's the life of God on the inside of you that keeps you from feeling sorry for yourself. Now notice this in verse 10. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. Now read the rest of that verse with me. That the life also of Jesus might be manifest where? What this is saying is this Zoe kind of life, this life, this light, this resurrection power can be manifest in our mortal flesh. Oh, hallelujah. And so one thing that you can say on a regular basis is this, the life of God is in me and this life of God that's on the inside of me is showing up in my mortal body. Hallelujah. And if you got a part of your mortal body that doesn't want to work right, you just look at that part of your mortal body and say, in the name of Jesus, I speak life to you. I speak life to these knees. You know, sometimes in the morning you feel like your wheels are cogged up a little bit. Just lay hands on yourself and say, life in the name of Jesus. Speak life to my soul. I speak life to my body. I speak life to my relationships. Say it with me, the life of God, the Zoe kind of life, is on the inside of me. So here's what we do then, daily. We can choose to think, we can choose to act, and we can choose to live in this life every day. Now let's say this together. His life is flowing in me now. His life is working in me. The Zoe kind of life quickens, strengthens, heals, and keeps me whole. So number one, he came to give you life. Number two, he came to bring light into a dark world. Look with me over at John 14, and notice the 26th verse. John 14, verse 26. Thank you, Lord. The God who commanded light. Hallelujah. Why'd you come, Jesus? Well, verse 46, chapter 12. Well, let's look at the King James Version. That's a little too wordy. Chapter 12. Chapter 12, verse 46. I got it backed up. Sorry. Chapter 12, verse 46, King James Version. Man, that rain sounds good. He said, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide or should not live in darkness. Jesus, the Savior, King, Messiah, Redeemer, Emmanuel, Lord God, Christ, came into this dark world that was full of evil, full of weakness, full of tear, full of pain, and full of suffering. The fact that Jesus Christ was born at night typifies to us this glorious fact that this great, this good, 
This good, good Father that we serve enables wonderful, glorious things to happen at night. Why? Because He is the light. His Father is light. The Scripture says that God is light. Say this with me. My good, good Father, My good, good father is, light. is light. And in Him... Guess what? In him, there is no darkness. No darkness. He is not just light. He is absolute light. There's not even a trace of darkness in him. And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoo, glory to God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Every good gift and every perfect gift cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom no, there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Amen? I think I'll preach to this section over here. Your good, good Father is the Father of lights, and He only gives good things and good gifts. Hallelujah! He don't change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said, I am the Lord your God, and I do not change. Woo, there's another shout right there. Absolute life means the absence of darkness. Absolute love means the absence of any strife. And absolute light means There just ain't no darkness at all. And he says, I am come, the light of the world. And there were abiding in the same country shepherds in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were extremely afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, don't be alarmed, don't run away, don't miss out on what you are about to hear. For I bring you good news of great joy. It's going to be to all people. Hallelujah. You know, the good news... The entrance of his word giveth light. And when the light comes to men and women like you and me, it also brings great joy. joy. And he says, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Jesus Christ the Lord. That's personal. He says, unto you. Unto you. He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. Who, me? Yes, you. Wherever you are in your life, this good news is to you. Oh, man, I'm sure glad someone brought me the good news. Are you grateful for those messengers that God sent along your path? To bring the good news to you. Oh, glory to God. Maybe it was your grandmother. Maybe it was a preacher. 
Maybe it was just someone on the street giving you a track. But God saw you in your darkness. And he sent a messenger of glory and a messenger of light to tell you the good news about Jesus Christ. Can we just get a little happy today about Jesus? Can we just rejoice? Hallelujah. That he took our sins. That he took our disease. That he took our fear. He took our torment. He came in the midst of our darkness and pulled us out of it. He pulled us out. Hallelujah. He delivered you from the power of darkness. It takes great light to do that. And translated you into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Ooh, glory to God. And so He said, unto you, unto you. And then He didn't say in the sweet by and by. He said, this day. Right now. This day, a Savior is born. In other words, now to the shepherds and now to the entire world. Now is the time of your salvation. Because you're not waiting for the light to come. Your light has already come. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 2, and I want to I look at this verse. Because as long as we put off salvation for another time and another day, as long as we procrastinate and put off our healing and pull off our, put off our safety and our deliverance for another time, it's not now faith. God expects us to exercise now faith, which he has so readily made available to us right now. I know I'm preaching okay. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 2, For he said, I've heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of your salvation. And this word salvation is an all-inclusive word. The Greeks say that this word is soteria. S-O-T-A-Y-R-E-E-A, soteria. And that word salvation, it means deliverance, it means safety, it means preservation, and it means health. This is the good news. We don't have to wait one moment longer. You don't have to wait till you have it all together. These shepherds didn't have it together. They were the lowest of the lowest in society. And so he says, unto you this day. I want to encourage you as your pastor, don't wait. Don't wait another day. Don't wait another day to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Don't wait another day to be set free from whatever, may, whatever darkness may be in your life. Receive by faith what he has so readily made available by his grace. Hallelujah. Everyone say, unto me. Today, Today. December 13th, 13th. at 10 a.m. And then he said, a Savior. A Savior. A Savior Savior is born. Unto you a healer. Unto you a deliverer. Unto you a sustainer.
And today, you might be going through a dark time. But you need to know this, that Jesus comes, he shows up, and he arrives in the darkness of our lives. You know one thing about the Father, the good, good Father? And one thing about the Lord Jesus Christ? He is never intimidated by any darkness whatsoever. He doesn't look at the darkness and says, oh, I can't make a difference. He is not intimidated, and he is not ineffective where darkness is concerned. Hallelujah. He came into this dark world to bring light. Look at John 6, if you would, in verse 38. John, the 6th chapter in the 38th verse. Why'd you come, Jesus? Bring you life. Pull you out of that hell hole. Pull you out of that darkness. Whatever it might be. Pull you right out of it. Take you right out of whatever darkness. Why'd you come, Jesus? Well, John 6, 38. Let's read it together. For I came down from heaven... Not to do my own will. He and his father were like this. He came to do the will of him that sent him. Now notice, one of the things that he did do while he was here on earth is found in 1 John chapter 3. And I want you to look at verse 8 now. 1 John 3 verse 8 and I I like the the last part of this verse it says for this purpose for this reason the son of God was manifested that he may play tiddlywinks with the devil no thank God that he might what that he might do what Destroy. destroy what The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus came to destroy the destroyer. He came to destroy the thief. Oh, hallelujah. Now, did you wear your shouting clothes this morning? Look at the amplified version of that, 1 John 3.8. Oh, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Now notice this last part, this last phrase. The reason the Son of God was manifest, visible, was to do what? Undo, destroy, loosen, and dissolve the works the devil has done. The devil may have done some things in your life and in your body and in your mind. But Jesus came to undo it. Woo, glory to God. I said he came to undo it. (laughs) Undo it. Only light and life can undo what death and darkness has done. (laughs) Oh, my, 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 my. I preach myself happy. Amen. Glory to God. The reason the Son of God was made manifest 
En nemoso prediste le vreke balsombre diste vedectos maya, nengetola pravayendea. And this manifestation of the Son of God is ongoing. Certainly, when the Son of God came into your life, it undid death in your spirit. But if you will cooperate with the life of God that's on the inside of thee, this life of God shall be made manifest every day of your life, continuously undoing what the enemy would try to do to you. So rejoice and be glad and no longer be sad, for this is the day for the life of God to rule and reign in you. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. He undid it all right. Shandai. He destroyed it. He loosened it, dissolved it. The works that the devil has done. So stop talking about all the devil's doing. And start talking about the one that has set you free. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, glory to God. He came at night as the light. And what does this teach us? This teaches us that God creates and brings forth light into darkness. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And the good, good Father said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. It teaches us that. The fact that he came at night also tells us that God delivers in darkness. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. At midnight, Bob and Shirley prayed. At midnight, Paul and Rebecca prayed. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. And they sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And in the midst of that jail came an earthquake. But it wasn't an earthquake to harm. It was an earthquake in the midst of darkness to deliver. He does awesome things, even at night while you're sleeping. He never slumbers. He never sleeps. As you roll your cares upon him, and you put all of those things in the hand of the great sustainer, the great upholder of the entire universe, he works on your situation even at night. What a God we serve. What a master we have. Everyone say, Jesus. And when the children of Israel, when they were ready to leave, and when Moses stood up, and then darkness came across the entire land and great tragedy took place in the house of the Egyptians. 
in the midst of that, God protected, he preserved, and he provided for them in the midst of darkness. Think about it. And I don't know where this old world is heading. I know this for sure. That it's time to get on the Lord's side. You don't want to be living in this world and for the world. The God of this world will eat you up and spit you out. This world is not heading where you and I are heading. But we're light in the world. And we're here to take as many people with us as we possibly can. But I know this for sure. It may have been dark over in one camp. But they had light in the land of Goshen. Covenant children had light. So here's what you can expect every day of your life. Say it with me. My Lord protects. He preserves. He provides for me in darkness. Jesus coming at night teaches us this last truth. That he defeats the enemy and displays his power in darkness. And the angel of the Lord went before the camp of Israel and removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went before their face and stood behind them. This is as they were heading out of Egypt toward the Red Sea. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud and darkness to them. But it gave light by night to these. So that the one that came near the other could not reach the other all night long. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night. And made the sea dry land and the waters were divided and the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. Get the picture. The good, good father who never slumbers, never sleeps. He's holding up the walls at night. He's holding up your life at night. He's seeing to it that you're going to make it all the way through to the other side. Because he is up. Holding you up at night. Oh, come on, somebody. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground. The waters were a wall unto them on the right hand on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went in after them to the midst of the sea, even all of Pharaoh's horses, his chariots and his horsemen. And it came to pass, everyone say, it came to pass. That in the morning watch. Now the morning watch is somewhere between 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. 
that the Lord looked upon the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of cloud, fire and the cloud, and troubled the host of the Egyptians. He caused their chariot wheels. And all the time, the children of Israel are being held up. And the Lord said to Moses, okay, stretch out your hand over the sea, that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians and their chariots and upon their horsemen. And you know exactly what happened. They came over free, but their enemies of darkness were drowned in the sea. And listen, friends, darkness is where God stretches, flexes, and displays his strength, his ability, and his capability. We could call it all-night power. And he's holding it together for you if you'll just learn to cooperate with him. Amen? Amen. Thank God for his word today. Thank God for his goodness today. Thank God for his great, great, glorious power that is manifest to us this day. Why'd you come, Jesus? I've come that you might have life. Why'd you come, Jesus? I came as a light. Right into your darkness. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You're here this morning.